So this is church bulletin bloopers, church bulletin bloopers, okay? We don't do bulletins here, but if we did, this would probably be what happens. That's why we don't. The third verse of Blessed Assurance will be sung without musical accomplishment. (laughs) Got that right this time. Church bulletin bloopers. The sermon title this morning is Women in the Church. Good sermon, right? The closing song will be Rise Up, O Men of God. Ooh, bulletin bloopers. I'm done with that. You guys awake this morning? Yeah. Anybody hungry already? It's kind of, I don't have any food for you. We have God's word, which is the food. All right, it's bread, the bread of life. Well, I want to share today, we're going to be talking about a burden for the gospel. A burden for the gospel. And so what I'd love for us to do is to just take a moment and think of somebody in your life that could desperately need, that desperately needs Jesus. That could, you know, is really going through a hard season or the hope has just been sucked out of their life and uh, just really need Jesus. Can anybody think of anyone that could desperately need Jesus, that desperately needs Jesus today? We all have family members or co-workers, neighbors, that you know just could really use the hope of Jesus. Marriages, their kids, maybe just lost their jobs, or maybe it's just addictions, mental health. I believe the answer for all of these is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. As you develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you all of a sudden are filled with hope to face whatever comes your way. Jesus is where hope is found. The other part is forgiveness. A lot of times we get stuck and we know people are just stuck and can't forgive themselves. Forgiving ourselves actually comes when you receive the forgiveness of what Jesus Christ has done for us. You can know forgiveness and being able to forgive yourself when you understand that Jesus has completely forgiven you of everything. So there's a lot of people that are walking through life without hope and living in unforgiveness either of themselves or of others, and they desperately need Jesus. They need the gospel. There's a burden in our hearts to share the gospel with other people. And sometimes there's uh, parts of our life that's like seasons of doing that. And then sometimes there's parts of our life that are seasons of just kind of being quiet about it. My goal for this message today is that each one of us would know that we are equipped and we are ready. And God has put people in your life to share the gospel with. It's what everyone needs. It's the hope for our nation. It's our hope, the hope for the generation. It's the only hope for our cities. It's the gospel. So we're going to talk about having a burden for the gospel. One thing is, is the gospel is kind of challenging sometimes to share, isn't it? And when do I do that? Hey, guys, I'm going to pick up Chipotle. By the way, do you guys know about Jesus? Because uh, I'll grab you a burrito. Um, what do you want, chicken steak? Yeah, Jesus died on a cross. So, yeah, and then, 
it's a little, it's a little hard to just, you know, in a workplace, in that setting, to, to share the gospel. When do I fit it in? What, what am I supposed to say? And so we're going to talk about that today. But for a lot of us in this room, if you believe in Jesus today, you know that that's like part of the goal, isn't it? It's a big part of the goal. One thing that I'm discovering is my life is more fulfilled. I have more joy. I have more peace. I have more fun on Mondays when I wake up in the morning with an anticipation of God might put somebody in my life that I actually get to tell them about Jesus. It's fun. It's an adventure. This is having a burden for the gospel. We wake up in the morning being able to, okay, God, I know you've been working on Sally at work, and I know this is the time. Like, God, would you open up a door that I can actually share with her this amazing truth that Jesus loves her? So we all know that it's part of the goal, but fitting it into conversation and fitting it into normal day life is a little challenging. And I understand that a lot of you know the Bible school answer, like, you're always supposed to do this, Neil. Like, and a lot of you might think, like, isn't that your job and, like, not mine? Aren't you the one that's supposed to be doing this stuff? Yes, I am. But we all do. But if we've had amazing experiences with Jesus, if you've had a life transformation, you want to share it. It's like a really good restaurant. I can't tell you how many people I've pointed to. Have you been to Armor Gardens, like New Edition, their back area? It's like, it's so good. It's so fun. It's really inviting. They, they have ping pong tables. I mean, can't go wrong, right? But I, I keep telling people about this, and the reason is, is because I had a great experience. And so with the gospel, as Jesus does stuff in our life, if we have life transformations, all of a sudden we want to share it with people, like a really good restaurant. You want to share that with people. And so you see that in the book of Acts. You see it with Paul and with Barnabas. We're going to be looking at Acts 13, 38 today. You see it with Paul because he's had a life transformation. Paul was wrapped up in religion, and then he actually found Jesus Christ because Jesus came to him and he was blind for three days, and he had this complete radical life transformation of somebody that was super religious to somebody that actually knew God, who had a brand new life in Jesus. And so Paul wants to share that with people. So we're gonna look at Acts 13, 38. I'm going to go ahead and uh, do a quick background of where we're picking it up in the book. So we're looking at Paul and Barnabas are sent out from the church of Antioch. Good things are happening in the church. And so what they want to do is they want to keep expanding the gospel. They want to keep sharing the gospel. They could have like withheld everything to the church of Antioch because it's really good. But they decided let's send people out of the church to go reach other cities. And so that's what we see here is Paul and Barnabas have this huge burden for the gospel, the Holy Spirit put it on the people in the church's hearts to send Paul and Barnabas out to go reach the next city over. And so we have Paul and Barnabas being saying yes to Jesus and saying yes to the mission that he has for them. And here they are, they're picking it up. We're gonna be picking it up right in the middle of this conversation that they're having with Jews. 
about Jesus and what he's done for them. So we're going to read Acts 13, 38. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we're going to jump right in. Acts 13, 38. Would you guys just pray with me? Let's do it. God, thank you so much for your word today that it actually just speaks beyond our comprehension. And so, Lord, I just pray that um, this message would just come across loud and clear for each one of us in this room. Lord, I just also just choose to uh, turn away from uh, trying to put my own thoughts into things. Holy Spirit, I just invite you to speak directly through me to people. Would you speak directly to our hearts, God? Lord, would you give us a burden for our city, a burden for our families, a burden for our friends, a burden for our jobs? Lord, do what only you can do, God. Come, Holy Spirit, open our minds, open our hearts, open our ears to what it is that you want to say today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Acts 13, 38. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. So he's talking to a group of people that are very religious. Then he says, I want you to know that it's actually Jesus that you'll be justified, that you can have justification of your life, and he's the one that'll set you free. It's not by the great things that you'll do. It's not by enough accomplishments. It's not by enough good deeds. It's actually only through Jesus Christ that you can be justified, you can be set free from your sin. That you are right with God. You are made right with the Lord. And so he's proclaiming this to a group of people that are very religious, so this is really hard to hear. But my question is today, do you believe that? Do you believe this? That it's only through Jesus Christ that you could be made right with God. That is what he did for us on the cross once and for all, that we are set free from the guilt, the shame, and the condemnation of sin. Our past mistake that we actually are inheritance of new life. When you start to believe in Jesus Christ, it's not that he's fixing up your old life. He's giving you a brand new one. And so here's Paul and Barnabas sharing this great news with people that are very religious and are caught up in, I have to do these certain rituals to actually achieve forgiveness of sins. And Paul and Barnabas are saying, no, it's only through Jesus Christ. Do you believe that this morning? I had a really great opportunity of driving up to Ames, Iowa the other day, and I'm in my PT Cruiser, and I'm pumping some song that says, uh, Too Good to Not Believe. It's a, it's a new song uh, that Bethel released. And so what it talks about is all the amazing things that God is doing, and it just talks about how it's too good to not believe. Like, how can you not believe this stuff? God is doing amazing things. And so he talks in the song, it's very much his story of he's seen people healed from cancer. He's actually seen people healed like their knees are healed. He's, he, God's too good to not believe. It's too good to not believe. And there was a part in the song that I actually got to that I realized 
I don't know that I believe this right now. You know, where you're like, you're just kind of walking through life and you're going through things. And I mean, I'm a pastor of a church and I came to a realization of, oh, I actually believe this stuff. Like the book of Acts is supposed to be this beautiful blueprint of what we're invited into. These are normal, everyday people. Paul and Barnabas is a normal, everyday person. And all they did was believe in what Jesus had done in their life. And all of a sudden, they went out and shared the gospel and saw tons of miracles. Like, who wants to sign up for that life? Go ahead and raise your hand. Okay, good. This is what we live for. It's our desire. But sometimes we get beat down. And so there's this part in the song that I just decided, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and proclaim this. And so I'm in my PT cruiser with the top down going, I'm driving down the interstate just going, I believe. I believe. Where else is there hope? There's nothing else. There's nowhere else that you can find hope. It's Jesus Christ. It's like we believe this stuff. And this is the very first part of having a burden for the gospel is that you actually believe it. Because when you believe it, you know that God transforms lives and so you want to share it. But if you're caught up in like, I don't know what I believe, I don't really believe this stuff, then it's really hard to share something that you don't really believe in. I'm not going to send you to a restaurant that I had really horrible experiences with. I don't believe that you're going to have a good experience. But I can tell you this, I was a drug addict, I was on the streets, I was homeless, I was just using everything and everyone around me to try to fulfill a need, but God completely transformed my life. I believe this stuff, guys. He completely transformed me. That's why you have a burden, isn't it? Wow, God did this in me. Trust me, so many people threw the towel in on me. It was a lot. There was a lot of people that didn't necessarily believe in the next. My mom did. She never stopped praying. And so we believe it. We buy into it. Yeah, Jesus transforms lives. He did it with me, and he can do it with you. It's the very first part of having a burden for the gospel. Paul and Barnabas believed this, and so they're sharing it with people that had completely rejected it, didn't matter to them. They're like sharing, this is what we believe. This is what Jesus does. Verse 40, it says, Take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you, Look, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I am going to do something in your day that you would never believe even if someone told you. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further on these things in the next Sabbath. And when the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. And on the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. Sometimes we put this in a little box of like, Paul was a great teacher. You know, he's like Stephen Furtick meets Joel Olstein meets, <laughs> you know, he's like all these things, right? If you yeah, follow any of that stuff. So that's what we kind of think of when we think of Paul and we think of Barnabas. But I'm here to tell you, all Paul and Barnabas are doing is sharing the gospel. And who showed up? 
the entire city. The entire city showed up because they were discovering that it was all about Jesus. I think our city's heard about religion. I think we know enough. We've had our fill. In the Midwest, we definitely do. Do we know about the amazing power of Jesus Christ? This is what Paul and Barnabas were equipped with. We're going to go out and share the gospel, and we're going to start churches with just a simple gospel message, Jesus loves you. I believe this stuff. Let's keep reading. Let's pick it up, uh, 46. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, we had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you rejected it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light to the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Okay, so in this context, Paul and Barnabas are sharing this with very religious people, remember? That's what we just said, right? And so they're caught up in the religious aspect. And so Paul and Barnabas is like, it's not about religion, it's actually about you can have a relationship with Jesus and you are made right with God simply by the cross. And so this is their message. And then he says, we had to share this with you first, but you rejected it. We had to share this with you but you rejected it. So now we're gonna move on to the Gentiles. And so this is the second part of having a burden for the gospel is your capacity. Is to have capacity to share it with the next people. I think the problem is, my biggest problem is I am 99% full of capacity with people that have just rejected the gospel, know the goodness of God, but have walked away with, with they're not following Jesus anymore. And so what happens is you get fixated on those people. Like, what happened? They were moving forward. You only have 1% capacity for the next person. Guys, there are 400,000 people in the Quad Cities. 10% of them go to church. So that means that there's 360,000 people in our cities that do not attend a church. And I think the reason is, is because a lot of churchgoers are full of people that are like trying to figure out why did so-and-so walk away? Why did they leave the gospel? And so the burden for the gospel is actually this, is to hand those people over to Jesus and go, I'm going to trust you with their life, but man, I am available for the next person. There are thousands of people that we come in contact with that have no idea that they were invited into following Jesus. They just don't know it was for them. They may have read the books, but nobody's told them. I'm sharing my own burden. This, this fills up my mind and my headspace a lot that I'm actually fixated in my mind on this. And I'm surrounded with beautiful people that would just, just love to have a life transformation. This is having a burden for the gospel, is to create capacity. God, I'm handing them over to you, and I'm gonna focus, who do you have in my life that really does need to know you, Jesus? Who is it that you surrounded me with? 
who are those people that, that I've never even shared the gospel with them? Who are they? Listen what happens when the Gentiles slash, let's call Gentiles at this time kind of the outsiders. What happens when the outsiders actually hear that the gospel is for them, that Jesus is for them? And verse 48 says, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored and honored the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life believed the word of the Lord spread through the whole region. Wow, wait a second. So this gospel message is for everyone? It's not just for the really good people. It's actually for everybody. Everybody's invited to the table. We all have a seat. What happens is as people's hearts go, oh my goodness, like this is actually for me. I can have this message. And then the word of the Lord spread throughout the entire region. This is called revival. In a nutshell, if you're praying for revival, if you've heard the word revival, that is what it is. It's people that thought they were on the outside being invited in and actually sharing it with their friends and their family and having life transformations. That's revival. That's my prayer for our city. So this is how we can have a burden for the gospel is to believe, believe in the life transformation that Jesus offers and then create capacity for, for new relationships, for new friendships, for, for new opportunities. I wanna share three quick ways that you can actually share the gospel. The first one is this, is your story. A lot of times you don't have to go beyond your story how many of you have, had, have, have a story in this room of Jesus coming and actually giving you a brand new life? Like you were a mess and then you met Jesus. Go ahead and raise your hand. Very cool. That's a story that needs to be shared. Share it. Find opportunities to share that story. Find, find ways to kind of fit it in. Hey, I'm heading to McDonald's. Did I ever tell you I used to be a mess? And... Uh, <laughs> Just finding fun opportunities to share your story. It never gets old. What Jesus did in you, now if you share your story about religion, that kind of gets tiring. Like stop, okay? But if you share a story of me, my life was a complete disaster and I'm telling you, like I just surrendered my life to Jesus and I'm like brand new. That's a story that doesn't get old. Just keep sharing that. Your story matters. I want you guys to know something. Your story matters. God's put people in your path that he's invited you to share your story with. Your story matters. The second thing is this. Is so once you share your story, share the gospel. Jesus loves you because he loves me. And he definitely loves you. Jesus loves you. He died on a cross and he rose again. He's with us every single day. Not only on earth, but eternity. You get to be with Jesus. That's the gospel. You can share it. 
Share the gospel. The third thing is this, is an invite. You can even go from your story to an invite. Man, would you like to? I was living the same life you were. I'm telling you, it's only by Jesus that I'm not dead. And so it's an invite. Would you, would you like a new life? Like, are you tired of chasing down everything that comes your way to try to find something to fulfill you? It's Jesus. Do you want to follow him? It's a really simple invite, guys. Do you want to follow Jesus today? Be so surprised at how many people say, yeah. It's a nice invite. So share your story, share the gospel, give an invite. I just want to close with this. I, uh, so in my Bible for the last five years, um, I have the front cover of one of my really good friends, Scott Mustin, Scotty. And uh, so I lived in, in the Quad Cities majority of my life, and then I moved to Muncie, Indiana to go live with my sister to get away from the bad influences in the Quad Cities. And one thing that I realized when I was in Muncie is like wherever you go, there you are. And so I became the bad influence. <laughs> Sad but true. And so I lived with my sister for quite a while. Um, she loved it, I'm sure. <laughs> this man living in your house. But uh, so anyways, I was living with her and um, my brother-in-law, her husband, his his mom and dad passed away pretty suddenly, and so he was actually the caretaker for his brother. And so me and Scotty, like, grew up together. You know, he's um, 18, and I'm 19 at the time. And, like, we lived together, and uh, he used to beat me up a lot. He was, like, a really good boxer, and I thought I could box until I met him. Yeah. But when Scott was 20 years old, he uh, was he actually passed away to a um, dirt bike accident. He's only 20. And I mean, that at home, because I had done so many stupid things in my life by my 20s. Like, how in the world does he pass away and I'm still here on this earth? And so I put this in my Bible. I think around the time that we started the church is just a really good reminder of you just don't know you just never know. You never know. There's opportunities right in our face at all times, and we just never know. <laughs> we just don't. So this is a good reminder for me to preach God's word, but where it's really at is sharing the gospel. It's the life transformation. That's what we are devoted to as a church is the gospel. And so I just want to share that with you today. If you didn't know Jesus loves you and you've came today wondering and trying to search out who this God is and who Jesus is, maybe you've tried religion in the past or you're saying today, you know what, I just want to start a new life. I'm, trying to, I'm tired of trying all these other things and I just want a brand new life. 
It's available. Jesus paid the price on the cross once and for all. He's forgiven you of everything that you've ever done. There is no guilt and there is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. And what he offers is a brand new life. And it's not a brand new life like you're stuck out on your own. It's a brand new life that's filled with Jesus every single day. He actually gives us the Holy Spirit and fills us up so that we're walking with God. We can hear God's voice, that we can actually understand things that we didn't understand. This is the amazing news of the gospel, guys. And so if that's you today, I just invite you to just raise your hand. I just want to just pray with you. I just want to give you an invite today to just say, yes, that's me. I want to start following Jesus. If that's anyone in this room, go ahead and just raise your hand. Amen. Did you guys just pray? Lord, we thank you for brand new life. We thank you for hearts, Lord, that um, just say yes to you. And so I just invite you, if that's you in this room, maybe you didn't raise your hand, maybe you did raise your hand. Just for every one of us, would you just say, Jesus? Go ahead and say it with me. Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with your love. Yeah, right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Just fill them up. Fill us up. Brand new lives. Oh, God, I thank you so much that we all just get to walk away today guilt-free, condemnation-free. Brand new people that get to inherit your kingdom. Stand firm in that. Just in this time of prayer, you can go keep your eyes closed, but I just believe that there's some people in this room that the Lord's just given you crazy influence, just so much influence. Maybe it's social, uh, social media influence, and maybe it's just day-to-day life influence. People just naturally want to follow you. Um, they just trust you. You start talking and people listen. Like God's just given you so much influence and you've wondered, what am I supposed to do with this? I just wanna encourage you today that God has done that so that you can bring glory to him. That he's given you influence in people's life so that they, as people trust you, you're able to show them how much God loves them. And so I just see new chapters in, in people's uh, book of life, turning over today of new influence and actually just being so pointed at God, that God's just gonna open up doors that you thought were impossible, that he's gonna open up opportunities, that people that maybe um, other people have just completely walked away from and thought like, that's not good, that you, God has given you influence to actually speak directly to their hearts. And so, Lord, I just want to bless that right now in Jesus' name. Any, anybody in this room that, that just identifies with them, Lord, would you just bless the influence that they've been given, Lord? And also, I just want to pray over anyone in this room that's, uh, man, I love to share the gospel. I just don't know the right words to say. I just want to pray for you too, Lord, that you, um, also, Lord, would you just give people the right words to say as they open up their mouth, the right things would come out. As they try to share their story, it would directly hit somebody's heart. Just the right words would come out of the mouth. Jesus' name, amen.